It must be the holiday season. Christmas has come early. Hopefully all the Hanukkah presents are ready. Guys, it must be fun because Jerry Riles is back here on the Sports Cubicle with Devin Tingle, Paul Shavari, the marvelous one, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado. That's right. We had to bring the whole crew together this holiday season to talk to one of our best friends, the one and only Jerry Riles. Jerry, welcome back to the Sports Cubicle, my friend. Hey, Matt, thank you so very much. It's always a pleasure and an honor to join you guys on the Sports Cubicle, and especially especially with the uh, holiday the special gift for yours truly. So uh, always a pleasure. I thank you for the invitation, my good friend. Of course, and uh, we are excited here because we get to talk. When we get to talk to you, we learn a lot, and we get the chance to talk about so many different perspectives in the sports world from Paulie and Devin to Marvelous, myself, and having the chance to talk to you about this kind of subject, I think, is a really present come early for Chicago sports fans because there has been an argument about who the GOAT is. Is it Bill Russell? Is it Kobe Bryant? Is it LeBron James? Magic Johnson? Larry Bird? But I think the NBA has answered that question because it was announced earlier this week that the Kia NBA Most Valuable Player Award is now being called the Michael Jordan Trophy. Before we get into some spooning and loving of Michael Jordan, here are some details about this new trophy. It is 23.6 inches in height and weighs 23.6 pounds, representing his jersey number and the number of championships. It has a 23-point facet crystal ball, a nod to, of course, his jersey number, 15-degree angle base, a nod to his 15-season career, five-sided base to not his five league MVPs and most important, the six-sided nameplate representing his six NBA championships. Jerry, I want to start with you. We're going to go around the room this holiday season. We're around the fireplace having some eggnog getting ready and we see this amazing news. When you saw that the MVP trophy is now called the Michael Jordan trophy, your initial thoughts, watching him, covering him, talking about him to the moment now in history where the most valuable player in the NBA now gets recognized with the Michael Jordan trophy. Hey, Mike, very, very well said, very well described. You painted a a, a fantastic picture. But to answer your question, when I heard the news that broke on Tuesday of this week, first and foremost, it brought a tear to my eye because he is definitely the player who ever laced him up. But, my second thought, guys, was that that puts the, the, the end of all this LeBron James stuff, man. LeBron James is a heck of a talent. There's no question about it. But to call him the GOAT of the NBA has always been totally ridiculous to me to hear that conversation. So when uh, the commissioner, Adam Silver, made the announcement and the decision that this trophy is going to be named after Michael Jeffrey Jordan. It, it, it sealed everything and signed, sealed, delivered. It puts the exclamation point on it that Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. And every single season, whoever the recipient will be is going to get the Michael Jeffrey Jordan trophy. And so 
it, it, it closes the door on any conversation as far as who's the greatest of all time to play in the National Basketball Association. And I'm, I'm just ecstatic and, and, and pleased that this man was able to finally get recognized. I can tell you guys this. And you mentioned, the, uh, you know, I had the, the, the opportunity, the blessing to cover Michael Jordan during those incredible years, even before the, the championship run. And I always said, whether I was on uh, WSCR, the score, Sports Radio 670, or with uh, WCPT 820 AM, the Rewind Sports 60, that the logo, the NBA logo, should be changed and put Michael Jordan's logo there. I believe that the late uh, David Stern did not want to disrespect, but I think the Jumpman became symbolic of basketball, not only for the professional ranks, but all throughout the world as far as sports are concerned and so i think that was an honor in its own right and of course nike and, and michael they had the you know the brain trust to put that thing together but i always felt that michael jordan should have been recognized more than any other player with no disrespect in the league and the history because of what he meant and what he was able to accomplish coming to the chicago bulls which was a a, a bottom feeder back in uh, in 85 and he literally put the team on his back, and of course, we see the end results with the six championships, the two three piece. Um, so it's it's an honor and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a blessing for Michael Jordan to finally get recognized as the number one player. So we're gonna go around the cubicle and we're gonna go ahead and give our opinions, our thoughts, our emotions. We heard this, and then we're gonna get back to Jerry Riles, the the mentor, the sensei of the sports cubicle from the Rewind Sports 60, because we have some things we got to pick his brain about this huge news. But let's go around the office, let's go around the cubicle. I want to start with Marvelous. When you heard this news, your initial thought of watching Michael's entire career from the kid who broke his foot and then dominated the Celtics in the game in the playoffs to now every jersey, every shoe, and now the MVP award is awarded to this former Chicago Bull, the greatest of all time. Your thought, Marvelous, when you heard this news? It's well-deserved, first of all. And I have a picture here in my office of uh, his final shot with the Bulls where he uh, uh, politely pushes Byron Russell out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and takes that shot. But you know, one thing in this in this trophy, do they have his, his tongue sticking out at all or, or not? <laughs> no tongue, no tongue on the trophy. So that, that was a trademark. I mean, obviously, in addition to being a wonderful uh, player, a great player, he, he brought the NBA. Chicago had really not been much of an NBA city, honestly. I mean, two teams had failed in the NBA years ago, and the Bulls weren't trying that well. And it really actually changed the whole fortunes of the Bulls as well. You know, they became a hot item, obviously, uh, with their championship. So I think that he was a great ambassador for Chicago, for the league. And, uh, you know, he still uh, is, is, is a great person, you know, when they, when they ever talk to him. And, and it's great because a lot of athletes, former athletes, get involved in other things that are controversial. He never has, which I applaud him for as well. So everything about Michael... Uh, speaks well, and the trophy is well-deserved. There obviously are other candidates. They have Russell gets, uh, I think, is the MB, MVP of, a, of, the, of the playoffs now. So there are some other trophies that are, are given for other players, but uh, there's no question that this honor is well-deserved for Michael Jeffrey Jordan. 
Paulie, this is one of the only teams that you root for in our wonderful city of Chicago. You are somebody who loves sports. You obviously being on the show, you've produced board up back with Jerry in the rewind sports 60 days. You've talked to marvelous. You've talked to Jerry, you talked to Devin and I, and obviously the pulse of the city is something we've all united on is the love for Michael Jordan, different generations watching him and knowing of his legend, but now seeing it kind of culminate to this moment. It's all into this moment now where the MVP is given to him to give it to somebody named after him. Your thoughts of 23 now becoming the MVP. Well, it's funny. I think the Bulls are the only team that you and I both agree on. So, yeah, of course, it's, a, it's you know, I was spoiled in my childhood to, to witness all six of those championships. I made it to the uh, Chicago Stadium and the early days of the United Center to see a few games of Michael Jordan in person. Um, you know, he's a one of a kind player. I always thought of it as like, you know, at that time, maybe not at that time, but looking back on those times that, you know, I was witnessing greatness in the nineties with the bulls. It's like the 1920s Yankees or the, you know, the 1970s Steelers, you know, you saw a, a classic team for the ages and, and he was the ringleader and to go six and zero in the, the NBA finals. And, and even looking at his stats, you know, the 1989, 90 season, this guy's averaging 33.6 points and he places third in the MVP voting, you know, so, so he arguably could have more than the five MVP trophies that he already has. So he's much deserving of, of having the honor of being the, the greatest player of the, of the season award should be named after Michael Jordan. And, and of course, you know, I think every, every kid growing up now, despite the fact that they see LeBron James, they know kind of where this NBA, got some of its its look and its, its style and its feel was from Michael Jordan and the way he changed the game. So this is, I think, a long overdue situation for, for his name to be kind of, um, you know, in, emblazoned in greatness by the NBA. You know, this is, this is a step short of retiring 23 across the league. And, and while that would be a little extreme to do, you know, he's deserving of it. That would be a little extreme to tell every team that, that 23 needs to be taken, um, out of the, the uniform drawer, um, you know, he's not quite Jackie Robinson, but for what he did to this game, for the game of basketball and the way it's globalized, he's definitely important on that stage. So this is, um, this is way overdue. And it's, it's another, uh, you know, we can kind of, um, you know, gloat here in Chicago that it was our guy. And, and yes, he is the greatest of all time. Um, despite the fact that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has more MVP awards, despite the fact that, Wilt Chamberlain got 100 points in a game one time, uh, despite the fact that there's guys that scored way more points in a single game than him. He is the greatest of all time. It's almost undeniable when you put it to that point. All the the men and, and athletes that have shaped and that we walk in the footsteps of you're these athletes and he is just head and shoulders above them. That just goes to show the cult of personality he was able to build from his days in North Carolina to his final days in Washington. But now we go to Dev, the youngest person at the water cooler. And you and I closer in age. I remember the final three much more. I remember the return of Michael as a wizard, the same day the bears lost to the Eagles in the NFL playoffs. Devin, your memory, your thought of 23, number six, number nine, number 45, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. MJ now becoming the face of the MVP. Well, I got to say, uh, again, I was alive for three of those, uh, you know, championship wins. I was too young to remember any of them. I mean, honestly, I had a Michael Jordan Wizards poster in my room as a kid. That'll really date myself right there. 
I definitely remember that the most. Uh, fun fact, uh, I always thought that Jordan playing baseball was just part of Space Jam. I didn't know that was a real thing until <laughs> I got older. But definitely just kind of piggyback off what Paul said. It's like we have someone from Chicago, you know, it's like that's, you know, nation, you know, kind of known well. Like hell, My grandma has never watched a basketball game, but she knows who Michael Jordan is. It's a name just kind of economist, uh, you know, well-known with the world here. And I mean, definitely just the greatest of all time. You're always going to know Jordan. My cousin who wasn't even alive when Jordan played with the Wizards has like several Jordan t-shirts and jerseys. Guy's been on like video game covers years after being out of there. And has ESPN ever done like a six series season on any other athlete? I mean, I'm pretty sure Jerry actually was an extra in the background of a few of those episodes of The Last Dance. So I'm not sure. Jerry, is that true? <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I, I should have been in uh, more of the, uh, the the last dance, um, but I some of the footage got uh, left on the uh, the, the, the cutting floor. There. But um, yeah, man, it was uh, it was it was quite a a, a, a ride uh, with the Bulls. And again, you know, Devin, you talked about uh, you know you, you weren't around for a lot of it because uh, you're young. And uh, it's funny you, you you mentioned my son. You mentioned baseball. My son, uh, who's in his, I won't, but he's uh, older. Uh, he was about probably nine or 10 years old when Jordan left the sport. Okay. And he thought the Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq Daddy, was better than Michael Jordan because when Michael Jordan came back and you talked about it, Ricardo, he wore the number 45. My son thought that Shaquille O'Neal was a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. And then, of course, the rest of history was on the win repeat and, you know, it finally opened up his eyes. So I, I think that uh, this generation, this one in particular, because there are so many LeBron James fans out there, um, I think the last dance opened up their eyes to what type of player and person Michael Jordan truly was and what he really meant it means to the game. And here's the thing, fellas. When you have, when you, now, Michael Jordan is the greatest, believe it. But when you have his peers, Charles Barkley, Reggie, uh, Reggie Miller, when you have peers who played against him and give him the praise that they give him, these guys are sensational. They were superstars, all stars, and MVPs or whatever the case may be. But they even said that this guy was something different. So, to me, when your peers start to, and they've competed against you, and they start to give you those accolades and say you're the best and the greatest, it's it's about time that I, I, I think the NBA has finally recognized that. Um, and I, they have to cater to this new generation who, uh, you know, no players from today. A lot of names that are regarding and revolving around the NBA are the old school guys. You talked about, you know, the Bill Russells. You talked about the... Kareem's and the Will Chamberlain's, uh, but you know a lot of these kids don't know who those players were and are. They identify with this current uh, generation of players, and they see Michael Jordan as kind of like being a relic. But I think the NBA is saying we're moving forward on this deal. But if I can say this also, gentlemen, I think uh, you know Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan, and I think Michael, uh, I think they kind of conspired to say, Hey, you know what, we're going to put this LeBron James stuff. We're going to put all this stuff to a, to an end. And we're going to, we're going to name this trophy after the greatest wall. Cause there's nothing left for LeBron James. You guys, right. Yeah. 
there's there, there, there's no other trophy available. Let me read a list of the, of the trophies that are out there. There's the Larry O'Brien Trophy for the championship, the Michael Jordan MVP Trophy, the Russell, uh, Bill Russell NBA Finals MVP, Red Arbach Coach of the Year, Joe Dumars Sportsmanship, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson Conference Finals MVPs, Kobe Bryant the All-Star MVP, and the six divisional trophies. There's also a slew of new and rebranded ones that was announced Tuesday as well. Hakeem Olajuwon, defensive player. John Havlicek, six man. Wilt Chamberlain, rookie. The George Mikan, most improved. A new award this year is the Clutch Player of the Year, named for Mr. Clutch himself, Jerry West. There's no trophy to give to LeBron James once he hangs it up. They but they got it, it right. Those, those all make sense, don't they? The, the names associated with all those trophies seem to make sense. Whereas, like, you know, with Major League Baseball, I love that Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, all those guys. But Willie Mays had, like, a terrible postseason stretch. And he's, uh, you know, he's associated with postseason baseball. Whereas NBA, those names are really tied to those successes. So I, I love that Jordan is kind of like the, you know, the pinnacle of all of that. Of like, the greatest player of a season belongs to Michael Jordan. That's, I don't yeah. know, that's neat to me. So, I mean, they would have to, that's, it's, it's outstanding and it's brilliant. So they're going to have to create an award for LeBron James because they're, they're all taken. Best it's, swapper. Oh, best, uh, uh, player uh, GM. Most likely to leave his team uh, behind. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Here's, you know, I, I'm glad you brought this up, Paulie, too, about how synonymous these, these awards are with the players and Jerry was listing them off because the NBA, probably better than any sport, respects and honors its history and its players and its hall of famers better than anybody all the hall of famers all the MVPs are always at the finals always at the conference finals always at the all-star game they are always getting their love the way you hear a 20 year old like back when Devin Booker was a, a rookie talking about Bill Russell he never watched Bill but they love the admiration that these NBA players have for these old cats these old school players and we no more than when we saw the last dance we've seen winning time and the, the the way we still talk about the dream team all these years later kind of shows how important the lore and how modern the lore is for these nba teams but we've taken a lot of time with jerry we could talk about michael jordan here in chicago the bulls michael jordan the best ever but i want to end it with this one before we go around the the room and kind of give our final thoughts on mj and this entire thing Jerry, we have a city that's had Gale Sayers, Dick Buckus, Mike Ditka, Brian Erlacher, Walter Payton, Sammy Sosa, Frank Thomas, you know, obviously all Bobby Hall and Stan Makita. And, and you think just go down the list, right? All the great bulls. And there's Michael Jordan. Is it possible in this city where other cities like New York and L.A. have multiple guys, the Babe Ruth's and Mickey Mansell's and so on and so forth? Can Chicago ever find an athlete to reach the level of Michael Jordan? Never. Never. And I'll say this. That's a great question, uh, Ricardo. And I'll say this. Remember, there are rumors of Kobe, may he rest in peace, coming to the Bulls. There was a, a slim chance that, you know, there was conversation that LeBron could possibly come to the Bulls. Had those two things happened, and I think there was even a time in Magic Johnson's uh, career that he had an opportunity to play uh, here in Chicago. I don't think that any player coming here to Chicago can surpass Michael Jordan. I mean, he is 
and I hate to I hate to to, to, to classify it in this sense, but it's kind of like Al Capone in Chicago. There's there's I don't care who the most notorious gangster is, they're, they're, that name will is synonymous with Chicago. Michael Jordan's greatness as a bull, as a as a player here in Chicago, is synonymous. There's no other. There's no one. I, I don't. There's. I don't think that there's anyone else that could come in. And I think close second, close second, is the great late Walter Payton. Those two names. Nobody else that can come in here and and I, I don't. I just don't see it because of the the greatness that they not only showcased on the field on the court. But what they meant socially and personally to the fans in the streets and, and around town. And it's very hard to, to, to reach that status. And it's very, very difficult to duplicate it. And I think those two men, they, they're synonymous with Chicago sports and Chicago superstars. And I don't think there's anyone else that can come along and, and take that mantle away from them. This has been so much fun. And I think the only way we can end this is by going around the cubicle one last time, kind of giving our final thoughts on the legacy, the, the impact of Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, the NBA of that time, how cool it was and the impact it made for us. And we'll start off with the marvelous one. Marvelous, this has been a fun conversation, but your final thoughts on kind of it going full circle at this point and uh, Michael Jordan's impact on, on Chicago, on our lives. Yeah, like like everybody was saying, in Chicago, globally, internationally, everything. It, it, it was it's remarkable what an impact he did have, and and it'll continue uh, long after he's gone. And that will be the real legacy. Well, he'll be gone, and there'll be a trophy named after him still. So it, again, it's well deserved, and I think the league did the right thing. Paulie Dangerous, Michael Jordan. Full circle now, my man. Anytime LeBron James, if he wins another one, we'll be holding the Michael Jordan trophy. Whoa, the jump man is on his jersey and he's wearing Nikes. But your thoughts well, on 23, right? He's not wearing 23. 23. Interesting. Yeah. Your thoughts yeah. on all this. Your final LeBron thoughts. wants to be Michael so bad. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> like Yo, Mike, everyone does. if yeah. I can well, be there's like a whole, Mike. Uh, Gatorade campaign about being like him. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. Uh, piggybacking off of what Jerry said, if um, if Jordan's Al Capone, does that make Peyton like Bugs Moran or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave it to Polly to go deep, deep, deep into the well. Polly, this is uh, I know this is really fun. We get a chance to agree on something and agree unanimously on it. Finally, Dev, your your thoughts on this legacy that will go on way beyond us, reach way beyond us, Michael Jordan. Even the clothes that we wear, the jerseys that we buy, your final thoughts on this really, really impactful day. I mean, it's just as long as the NBA is still around, Michael Jordan's going to basically live on forever, so to speak. And I mean, that kind of would have been said even without the name. Was it in the Sandlot? It's like heroes get remembered, but legends never die. And it's like this is definitely a way to, uh, you know, really just cement Michael Jordan throughout the entire history of the NBA, you know, for generations to come and come. I mean, who knows? This might not be around 100 years or so. We'll never know here. And all I'm going to say is, hey, the White Sox finally had a player who is recognized as an all-time great, just in a different sport. <laughs> on that note, Jerry, your final thoughts on this very fun conversation and uh, what you're working on, what do you have working on for 2023? 
That's that, that's that's a great question. But I do want to say I think there's one person. Well, there's two two individuals who were probably um, somewhat crushed and devastated of the the, the illustrious, fabulous news that uh, broke with the Michael Jordan's trophy. Of course, we talked about LeBron. I'm sure you know it's like damn, right? The other guy. I know who I, it is. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, he was crushed. Jerry, because- talk to us about that. C- covering those teams really fast before we we plug all the stuff. You met what a great pool, Isaiah Thomas. Just how much of the story that has to do with this, man. You know, it it, it was so we our rivals obviously were the, the Detroit Pistons because we could not get over the, the the hump. It was Magic and Bird, and they put on great basketball in the '80s. And then Detroit came with the bad boy image. And the thing about it, the commissioner, David Stern, again, I mean, rest in peace, allowed these guys to do whatever. And the game, the sport was different. It was a lot of physicality, a lot of roughhousing. And as Shaquille O'Neal would say, if a, a guy came in the lane, you had to touch him up. Well, the bad <laughs> given the green light to touch people up. And I remember one particular game at the uh, old Chicago Stadium. Uh, Doug Collins was the coach. And the bad boys, they, they, they were bad, and they were throwing people around. They took Doug Collins, literally, and threw him over the, uh, the, 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 uh, the coach's uh, press box stand on the floor. They grabbed uh, Jordan, and we know the Jordan rules, body slamming him. Um, but that's what made Jordan great was the fact that he did not cower. He went in the weight room. He got uh, Tim Grover, his trainer. He bulked up, and he came back ready to fight. Isaiah Thomas hated Michael Jordan. He wanted Michael Jordan snubbed in the All-Star game. You guys remember that. Because Michael Michael was slowly but surely winning the hearts of Chicagoans. And Isaiah was an, a basketball icon of his own right here in Chicago, was beloved. Went to Indiana, and of course he goes to Detroit. But because of the antics, people started to lose respect for him. And then, of course, we know the 92 Dream Team snub. And so... This is a final blow. Michael Jordan, and I tell people, if I were you, I would never mess with Michael Jordan. I would, ne- I would never mess with him. I mean, Jerry Krause couldn't win. May he rest in peace. Jay Williams, when he uh, came to the Bulls and Krause gave him Jordan's locker, the guy almost died on a motorcycle accident. It's the curse of Jordan. I wouldn't mess with the guy. And so now for Isaiah Thomas, this was a direct, I think, dig and stick at him because Michael Jordan has never forgiven him and say, hey, listen, don't mess with me. I wouldn't mess with him. Isaiah Thomas is definitely crushed after hearing the news. And as far as what I'm uh, up to, man, I'm actually in Wheeling at Synergy, the movie theater. uh, And I just had a a great meeting. And I do have uh, three outstanding projects coming up uh, in, in 2023. The Rewind Sports 60 might be looking at the new home right here behind me at Synergy. In uh, one town center, um, I've got uh, a book that I'm working on. I've got a documentary uh, that I'm working with a former NBA player, uh, Dr. Lloyd Walton, who played for Al McGuire, the late Al McGuire and the Marquette Warriors at the time. And, of course, went on to have a a fabulous career playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. But um, he has an intriguing life journey that he's allowed me to uh, come on and, and help produce and narrate for him. And uh, I'm looking forward to that project. And uh, we got some stuff that we're working on the minor football uh, with the uh, team in Northwest Indiana. Hopefully uh, 
able to do some games for them this upcoming uh, summer and uh, another project that we're working on here at Synergy. So there's a lot, a lot going on and uh, yours truly has definitely been, but hopefully 2023 is definitely going to be a, a, a prosperous year uh, for the Rewind Sports 60 and for yours truly. And of course, you guys definitely will be a part of the growth and the process. Okay. It is always our pleasure. It's our honor. It is, uh, I mean, we'll say it right here. This is probably the last time in 2022 that the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari, and myself will get a chance to all be in the cubicle office space together and to end, to finish this year, to have the final segment be about Michael Jordan, his impact in our wonderful city, the sports in our city, the culture in our city and the world. And to have that final conversation with Jerry Riles to end 2022 is a honor and a pleasure. And I know I speak for Devin, for Paul, and for Marvelous for that. And I'll, you know, since we have the time right here, it has been an absolute honor and pleasure for me this year to work with the greatest co-hosts and brothers I can ever ask for in Paulie Dangerous, Paul Shavari, for Devin Tingo, and of course the Marvelous one, Dan Marver. Uh, Jerry, I cannot wait to see what you have planned for the Rewind Sports 60 in 2023, the year of Michael Jordan. That's right. <laughs> but on that note, everybody have a wonderful holiday season. Enjoy the rest of the sports cubicle. It's a busy week. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Buffalo Bills, all coming down the forefront for the, your Chicago Bears. And the White Sox and Cubs might wake up at some point this hot stove season. I don't know. Probably not. But we'll keep you posted on that. On that note, for Devin Tingle, for Pauly Dangerous, Paul Shibari, for the marvelous one, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado. Thank you to Jerry Riles. Enjoy the rest of the Sports Cubicle here on WCPT 820 AM. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. We got more coming up next.